Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi everyone, welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Shravan. We have our co-host, Tone, here with us in Hobart. Hey everyone. So, this is like take four of recording this, because we've had issues with our recording software crashing, our microphones not working, our FaceTime disconnecting. <laughs> All of this has happened. Weird shit's going on. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what's going on. Uh, today we're discussing... The Netflix series, The Haunting of Hill House. That could be one of the reasons why. Maybe the ghosts don't want us to review this this series. So they're yeah. just trying their best not to get this recording happening. But here we are, and let's see how we go. We might we might not be here by the end of the recording, but let's see. Yeah, look, my audacity really doesn't want to record this, so th- there could be a chance you'll just be listening to Shravan for the rest of the episode. Okay, well... Just a disclaimer before I start, I am I might sound a bit low on energy because I'm doing this low-carb diet, and it's really hard. Are you doing the low-carb diet? Yeah. So I'm like... You're doing a keto? Nah, it's just uh, no rice, no bread, n- nothing with carbs and no chips or anything like that. Then what are you eating? Just, I'm pretty much just eating lentils and salads. Yeah, that'll be a struggle. <laughs> it's really hard. So I'm like constantly hungry. So I, I could sound like, I could sound angry in this as well, because when people get hungry, they sometimes get angry as well. Are you doing it with your wife? Nah, she's not doing it. She's me. No, why are you doing it? <laughs> uh, in an effort to get fit for summer. Okay. You want the summer bod? Yeah, because I've put on I put on a couple of kilos over winter. So oh, okay, and I and we've ordered. So you know how? So we were getting these Christmas sweaters ordered from uh, like these Marvel branded sweaters, and I was thinking to get small. We're usually extra small, both of us. I was thinking to get small because I might not fit into an extra small anymore. 
But then I ch- I actually changed the order, so it's extra small. Oh, you changed it to extra small. Yeah. So that's your motivation now, is it? So you gotta gotta lose the weight, or else you're not gonna fit into your Christmas yeah. sweater. <laughs> yeah. So it's extra small. So before it comes, I've got to like lose the extra kilos. So I'm like running five mm. k's every day, not eating carbs. Yeah. It's I've already lost a, a kilo, so it's it's kind of working. But I'm um, yeah. Also, kind of dying at the same time. So, <laughs> the first month's the hardest. Yeah, but yeah, the sweaters are pretty nice. We've got them. We got them off a website called Merchoid, and they have all kinds of Marvel, Star Wars, DC, and they're all licensed as well. So, if you guys are looking for Christmas merchandise, uh, check out Merchoid.com. They're pretty cool. That was a free ad. Yeah, it's a free ad for them. We're not even sponsored yeah. by them, but I'm just telling you because they're, yeah. they're pretty cool. Yeah, they're pretty cool. All right, I guess we'll get started on. We haven't been cut off yet, so it's nah, good still so going, far. still going strong. All right, so Haunting of Hill House. When did you watch it? Uh, it's been a while, maybe two weeks. Okay, yeah, I watched it because I didn't really binge it. Cut. I watched like one episode every day, and I finished it earlier this week, and then I watched this the last episode again yesterday because uh, my wife hadn't seen it. Oh, I see. Watched it again. Yep. What I'm trying to think when I finished. Must be at least a week ago. I think you finished a week ago. You started after me, but you finished way before me. Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> you you started. No, you finished when Sabrina was released. Like a day uh, after bit, Sabrina bit was after. released. Yeah, yeah. A bit after. Yeah, bit after. Because you started watching Sabrina straight after this. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't finished Sabrina. Yeah, I'm still like four episodes into Sabrina. Yeah, I still haven't finished it. I hear it's okay, but... Yeah, it hasn't really gripped me yet, but I'm hoping it does soon. Ugh, I'm up to... I'm eight episodes in, and it hasn't really gripped me as well. Oh, uh, okay. Whereas, yeah, I really, I was pretty much into this one after the first episode. Okay, well, we'll, we'll start on the review. I've, I've got some background info, as usual. So, it's created and directed by Mike Flanagan. And it's based on the 1959 novel of the same name by Shirley Jackson. And it was released on 12th October on Netflix. So it's it's been a little while since it's been on Netflix. Uh, in terms of other versions of, of this, so there are other adaptations. So the first film adaptation was in 1963, uh, shortly after the, the book was released. So 1959 was when the book came out. They did make a movie in 1963, and apparently that one is a relatively faithful adaptation, and that was pretty well received by the critics. But there was another film adaptation in 1999, and apparently that one's trash. <laughs> apparently it's really oh, bad because it doesn't one. follow the book that much, and it's just it's just a bad movie. So, did you say this one is faithful? This show, yeah, I think it is, but I think they also changed up a couple of things. And it's been uh, adapted for the stage twice in 1964 and 2015. So there are stage versions of this too. And there was a miniseries called Rose Red in 2002, which was adapted by Stephen King, and that was loosely based off this. Fair enough. In terms of the director's previous works, so Mike Flanagan, have you seen any of his previous stuff? Uh, I don't know. Well, Name a couple yeah, let's of see things. if you have, because I've got the <laughs> list. Yeah. So he made a movie called Oculus. No, I haven't seen it. In 2013. So I think he's 
specialization is horror because all movies. these yep. everything is done is is horror. So Oculus in twenty thirteen, Hush in twenty sixteen. We watched. I've Hush. seen Hush. Yeah, yeah. Net, we watched it on Netflix, and Before I Wake in twenty sixteen as well. I haven't seen it. Ouija Origin of Evil in 2016 as well. So he had a pretty big 2016. He had three movies in 2016. Ouija Origin of Evil, that's the second one. So the first one's apparently The first really one's bad. shit, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But the okay. second one, everyone said, was really good. Yeah, okay. Yep. So this is... He directed the second one. And Gerald's Game uh, in yeah. 2017. I haven't seen it, but I heard it's pretty good. That also has Carla Gugino in it. Yeah. Who's in this? And his wife is in this as well. And she's in Hush. Oh, is his wife Theo? Yeah. Uh, okay. This year he's done Haunting of Hill House, the Netflix series. And he is also going to be directing Doctor Sleep, which is coming out in 2020, which is a sequel to The Shining. Uh, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the better horror directors at the moment. We can jump into the story. So do you want me to explain the story or do you want to have it go? No, you can explain it. <laughs> okay. I've got it written down. So basically in 19... When did you think this was based? Like, not the... not Obviously, there's a present day part of this, and there's also yeah. a part in the past. And yeah. they only mentioned that it's 26 years before. But when did you yeah. think that 26 years before was? It would have been like the early 90s or 80, late 80s or something. Yeah, yeah. So it was early 90s, so 1992. So that means that present day was actually 2018. So in 1992, summer of 1992, Hugh and Olivia Crane, along with their five children, Stephen, Shirley, Theodore, Luke, and Eleanor, temporarily move into Hill House. That's just a big mansion in, I think it's in Massachusetts, because so, it's not far from Boston. Yeah, it's in Massachusetts. Basically, they move in just to renovate it and then sell it for a profit. Because that's what Olivia and Hugh do for a living. So, they're basically... They're the guys from the block. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. They're pretty much the block. American hit reality TV... No, sorry. Australian hit reality TV show, The Block. Where they basically given a rundown house or an apartment and they have to renovate it and sell it for a profit. Which is basically what they, they're doing here. Except this is yeah. a mansion. So, I don't think they've ever... Maybe that's the next series of The Block. Block It'll the be. Mansion. Yeah. After they move in, they find out that it's basically haunted, or the children do more than the parents, and then the the mother does, so Olivia does, and Hugh's kind of always adamant that it sort of isn't, but he kind of sees stuff happening too, and then they flash forward to the present day, and the children are still haunted by the events of their childhood, uh, living in this house for just a summer. And obviously there were some tragic events that happened in that house and there's further tragic events that happen in present day as well. That's all I can say, sort of spoiler free, but that's the premise of the story. Yeah, pretty much. There's drugs. Yeah, there's drugs involved and a lot of coarse language for some reason. Uh, that, that's what the Netflix certification says. Was there, was there a lot of coarse language? Yeah, well, in some episodes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And some characters, more than others. Yeah, yeah. I've got some information about the production. So the exterior of the Hill House was filmed at Bisham Manor in LaGrange, Georgia. And the interiors were filmed on sets. So all the interior stuff is basically a a soundstage. So there's actually a mansion like that in Georgia. 
And apparently Bisham Manor is an English Tudor-style mansion that is popular. That is a popular event and wedding venue. Oh, okay. but it looks messed up in some of the outside shots. Uh, it might have been... CG? Might have been CG. But I don't yeah. know if it's going to be that popular anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we could jump into the cast and then we'll talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. So the cast, there's basically the principal cast, which is the family. It's kind of like it's kind of like it. Well, how it's going to be. There's like the young version of them. And then yeah, the and the older version, version of, them. of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, and the way it's narrated, it reminded me a bit of Batman Begins as well. You know how Batman Begins, like they show him as Bruce Wayne, like older Bruce Wayne, and then when he's a kid as well. And the whole movie kind of flashes between when he's younger and older. And each episode's like concentrates on a different person. On a different, yeah, different character. Well, they do for five of them because there's five kids. So five of them. Six, I guess, if you add the dad as well. And then seven if you add the mom. Oh, yeah, no, she does have her own one. Eight and nine are just different. Uh, sorry, ten, the last eight three and episodes. Ten. Eight, eight, eight and ten are different. Because seven is kind of the dad's one. Yeah. Or nine's the mom's one. And eight is the... Oh, and yeah. six is six is just like everyone as well. That was as non-spoilery as... Yeah, that was that was non-spoiler. <laughs> yeah, that was non-spoiler. But there's <laughs> ten episodes in the, in, the yeah. se- in the series. In the first season, anyway. We'll talk about whether there might be a second season or not in, in spoilers. So the cast, the main, the older child, I guess he's not the main. They're all kind of equally yeah. weighted. But a lot of the story does revolve around Steve, who's the older son and the older sibling. I feel like he's not the main character. Well, did you feel like it? he was the main I character? I thought he was sort of the main character. I, I thought he was the main one out of the siblings. I thought Nell would have been the main one, actually. I, I think it's Steve because he does a lot of the narration as well, especially towards his- the end. You could say, yeah, but it's pretty evenly weighted. It's it is not pretty like, evenly it's weighted. Clearly, like he's clearly the main character or anything. So he's played by Michael Huseman. I don't know if you've seen him in anything he looks, else. He's got a really familiar face. Yeah, he looks I familiar. I looked him up online afterwards, and I don't think I've seen anything with him in it. He's in some movie with Blake Lively called something Adler. He's oh, it's in Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I've seen him in that. Yeah, The Age of Adeline. That's what I was. Oh, I've seen that. Is he young Harrison Ford? I I guess he he looks like he's the main character in Age of Adeline. I've seen that. It's when she doesn't age, and then she like when she's younger, even though she looks the same. But when she's younger, she falls in love with like a younger Harrison Ford. Okay. And then when she's older, she falls in love with Harrison Ford's son. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. That's creepy and weird. <laughs> That's not something you want to do. Oh, he might have been Harrison Ford's son, I think, in, in that. He looks like he might be. Yeah. He's also in World War Z. Oh, okay. I can't remember who he is in that, but he's in it. So, yeah, it's been a few things. I'm just going down the list of... I think this might be the list that comes in when the, the show starts. So it's, Michael Huseman's actually the first name that comes up. Okay. And then the second yeah. name is Carla Gugino, who's the mother character. Mom. She's obviously been in a lot of stuff. So she was, as we mentioned, she's been in the director's previous Netflix movie, Gerald's Game. But she was also in Spy Kids. Oh, yeah, my favorite. Not, not really. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> She was also in Mr. Popper's Penguins. Oh, I haven't seen that, but you love that, don't you? I watched that this week, so I was like, yeah. yeah. Is she 
the spy in Spy Kids? Is she one of the mom? Is she the mom? She's, I think she's the mom, yeah. Okay. She's the mom, yeah. So she's married to Anto- Antonio Banderas. Yeah. And then there's Henry Thomas, who's the younger Hugh Crane, who's also in E.T. Yes, the young E.T. kid. Yeah. yeah. He's also got a really familiar face. Apparently he was also in Gerald's Game. And the older Hugh is played by Timothy Hutton. Yeah, don't know who he is. Yeah, I thought they might have done like some crazy de-aging thing, but then I realized this is Netflix. It's a different character. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's what I thought as well to begin with. I'm like, is it just the same guy they've added makeup to him or is it an old guy and they de-aged him? And then there's Elizabeth Risa as Shirley. So she's the second oldest and older sister. Yeah, she's my least favorite character. She's probably my least favorite as well. She's a bit annoying. We'll talk about about it more in spoilers, but yeah, she's a bit annoying sometimes. And the younger version of her is played by Lulu Wilson, who was in Annabelle Creation, and she was also in the Ouija that Mike Flanagan directed. Oh, okay. So she's been in a lot of horror stuff. And then there's Oliver Jackson Cohen, who was Luke. The young, the young Luke or the old Luke? Uh, the old Luke. I don't have who that young Luke was. Does he look familiar to you, the young Luke? The young Luke. He looks like a like a standard five year old kid with glasses on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just imagine a standard five year old with glasses, and that's him. And then there's Kate Siegel, who was Theodora, old version, old version. Yeah, yeah. And the younger version of of her was played by McKenna Grace, who was she's in that really movie. familiar. She was in that movie Gifted with Chris Evans. Oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And the youngest sibling, or actually the youngest are both Luke and Eleanor because they're twins, but the youngest, the technically the youngest, is played by Victoria Pedretti, Eleanor. Yeah, I hadn't seen her in anything before. Yeah, I haven't seen her either. But yeah, we can quickly talk about the character. So Steve is a successful author and everyone kind of hates him for that. Yeah, he's a bit of a dick as well though, which is why everyone hates him. But he, dri- he drives around an S-Class, so he's pretty... Yeah, he's loaded, but he's a dick. <laughs> he he is not a great guy, but he kind of develops as the as the series goes on. Shirley, she does embalming. Embalming. Yeah. When people die, she makes them look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're doing okay, but she keeps giving people heaps of discounts, so they're not doing all right because of that. Yeah. Her and her husband. So her and her husband own that business. And then we have, I guess this is in terms of how successful they are because we have like both ends of the spectrum in terms of this so we got steve at the top and then probably shirley and then probably theodore or theo so she's done it yeah she's a doctor she did a phd in i think it's like psychology or something yeah yeah um she also has this weird it's pretty much like an x-men she's pretty much rogue like when she touches someone she like she knows their history yeah so it's pretty much rogue from X-Men. It's really random because it's like, because before that, there's like nothing that supernatural about it, but it's just like, oh, she's got superpowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, well, actually all the three sisters have, apparently they have some supernatural abilities. What What does the other sister have? Well, Nell, we'll talk about spoilers, but. Yeah. So Nell obviously does have yeah, some. Yeah, Nell. Nell, Nell okay. obviously does. But what Theo does Shirley obviously does. Have? But Shirley, apparently she does too. But it's okay. not really that evident. It's not explored as much. And I guess next in terms of success is probably Eleanor or Nell. What does she do for work? She married a, 
uh, like a sleep a sleep therapist. Yeah, and he seemed to be pretty successful. And she was doing. She okay. did something. She was yeah. yeah, like she wasn't living on the streets or anything. But then we yeah. come to Luke, who is a heroin addict and he's basically in rehab. Yeah, and he's just like stealing money off all the siblings. Yeah, just to buy drugs and yeah. So he's rock bottom in terms of where he is in life. But they're still proud of him. Oh, they're, they're not. They're not proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> they're not proud of him at all. The only one that sort of cares about him is now. Yeah, and that's because she's his twin. It's a twin thing. Yeah, they even have an episode called the Twin Thing, which focuses on Luke. But the rest of them kind of hate him, especially Steve. Yeah, that's what, Steve's a real dick to him. <laughs> yeah, and Shirley kind of hates him too because he keeps taking money from her and stuff. And Theo is kind of borderline. Indifferent. But, yeah. yeah. But she's like indifferent to just everything. Everyone. She just yeah. doesn't care she about doesn't anything. Care. All right. So we'll, we'll talk about positives and negatives. Do you want to start with your positives? Positives. I, I like all the characters. The story's really intriguing. It's It's kind of gripping in a different way. It's... Probably not what you expect when you first go into it, but it's it's kind of emotional as well. So yeah, it's the the main positive is the story, and there's one particular episode where the directing comes through really well as well. Yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. But... Yeah, so yeah, you can tell that it's directed well. There's good cuts. Everything looks nice. No real problems overall. I'll just say the negative now as well. The negative I thought was it's not actually that scary. Although, if you go onto Facebook and stuff, they're like, oh, it's the scariest TV show ever made or something. Yeah, so I saw, uh, I think it was a tweet or something, that they're like, oh, it's the scariest thing they've ever seen, and they couldn't stop vomiting afterwards. I'm like, yeah, well, I'd have, I didn't actually find it that scary. No, it wasn't that scary. Well, maybe you'll find it scary, but yeah, that's the only negative I have for it. Everyone has different tolerance levels when it comes to horror movies or horror yeah. things, but... Uh, it wasn't that. I felt like it was more just, yeah, like you said, intriguing in terms intriguing, of the story. Yeah. And like you want to know what happens next. But the scares aren't really that scary. Yeah, there's a couple of scares. There was probably one scare that got me a little bit, but it was just a jump scare, unfortunately. But it was I think a good I know the one scare. you're talking about because yeah. Kavya was telling me to like, because I've been watching this on the train on, yeah. the, on the way to work. And she's like, well, oh, there's this like massive jump scare. She was watching it with uh, my brother-in-law as well, and he got really scared at that point. Apparently, they both like loudly screamed when that happened. Yeah, and then she's like, "Yeah, make sure you don't do that on the train because there's this massive jump scare." So I was just waiting for this massive jump scare for like the whole, basically like six it's episodes. Nearly, it's basically <laughs> at the end of the episode as well. Yeah, I was like waiting, like when's this gonna happen? And when it did actually happen, I wasn't actually that scared. Yeah, I was. I I wasn't I didn't scream or anything. I was just like, oh yeah, that's that happened. But it wasn't that scary. Yeah. No, it wasn't. And when they wrap up the story, it's not like a horror movie when they kind of leave you with a bit of a scare. Or like they kind of leave you with still that horror in there. They wrap this up so that it's not scary at all. They like wrap you up of... with so you feel good inside and it's like a Christmas movie. At the end you feel like everything's gone well. <laughs> And and you're like pretty, you're pretty happy with everything. My positives, same as you. So the story was really good. The script was it was really well written because most of the show is pretty much just conversations. 
So it's just people talking, and that could easily get very boring if it's not written well. Just watch the prequels for Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I guess it had good acting as well. That makes a difference. So the the cast was really good. The atmosphere of the show was really good, just the tone of the show. It's it's dark, but you can see stuff, which I like. It's like everything's... dark but it's still well lit yeah it's well lit it's really the lighting part of the show is really good because yeah there is a lot of stuff in the dark but you can still see what is what you're meant to see yeah and there's also stuff that you're not meant to see but they're in in the frame in the background yeah there's there's one episode especially where the whole time i was just looking at the background to see what was in the background because of the way it's directed that was the episode that i thought was directed really well I think I yeah well I think it's the sixth sixth episode seventh? that you're talking about sixth I think yeah yeah sixth episode yeah they do a, a continuous shot it's kind of like a bottle episode as well which is good and the last thing I really liked was the family dynamic because we don't see it as much these days like large families like five siblings I don't think many people have that many kids these days yeah so it's kind of a very much a a pre two thousands thing. So it was good to see that and how you can have a big family and all of the siblings are so different. They end up in very different parts of life and even their personalities are so different. So I found that really interesting. And it's true because when you have such a big family, they're going to be different anyway. It's kind of like our parents' families. They're they're bigger than... Because it's just us two, but... Our yeah. parents had three and four, and they're reasonably big families. And all you can see that all the siblings are very different in a way, but they still have a connection. That was interesting to explore in the show as well. The only negative I had was it is a little slow in some episodes. There were some episodes where I was like waiting for things to happen, and it was just kind of still building up. It's definitely a slow burn. It's more story-driven rather than scares-driven. It's not like a typical horror movie where like, you start off with a, a massive scare and then... Yeah, it, even in the first episode, there's oh, there's a bit of a scare at the end, but other than that, it's not that scary, once again. It's very much story-driven, yeah. Yeah, overall, it's not that scary. Like, you could watch... If you aren't watching this because you think you'll throw up continuously, you probably won't. Like, yeah, you probably Unless won't. you've eaten street food beforehand then i can't i can't guarantee it so just as we're talking our, our facetime says poor connection does yours say it or is it just, no, it's just yours it's your internet uh, okay well it's saying yeah. poor connection so we're, we're getting a signal not to talk about spoilers because we're leading on to that now yeah but we're going to keep going so if you don't get an episode from us next week you you know you know why Maybe Nell's walking around this room. Yeah, or five maybe... bucks. We'll finish. We'll finish recording this, and then it'll say uh, there was a problem with the recording. Like we did that one time. <laughs> yeah, Fuck if that happens, if yeah. that happens, we are not doing this again. No, <laughs> <laughs> not doing this again. We're just releasing it as is. Uh, so yeah, if we if we ever cut off, that's why because we just couldn't be stuffed we recording this. So yeah, we couldn't be stuffed. You might get like a three quarters of an episode or something. So overall, I say it's it's an excellent show, uh, one of the best. I think it's the best horror thing I've seen this year. I think it's the best show I've seen this year. I can't think of anything better that I've seen this year, TV show wise. Well, I haven't seen that many shows this year, but yeah, I think it's one of the it's one of the best I've ever seen. Actually, it's one of the best Netflix I've seen, alongside yeah, Stranger it's Things. Not as good as not as good as Stranger Things, but still good. I'm trying to think of if there's anything better this year, and I don't think there was. 
Yeah, we haven't had Game of Thrones this year, right? So No, there wasn't a Game of Thrones. Yeah, there hasn't been much. Westworld Season 2 was very boring. Okay. Well, I don't know. Some people like it. I thought it was boring. I'm trying to think, no. This Daredevil the best. Season 3? I haven't seen it. It could be good, but I don't think it's better than this. Yeah, I think it's well, it's definitely worth a watch. I would say, well, usually for movies we say uh, watch on Netflix if it's sort of okay, but not worth watching the cinema. But this is on Netflix, so yeah, I guess definitely watch it. Binge, binge watch it right now. <laughs> yeah, binge watch on Netflix. Yeah. So yeah, no, definitely worth a watch. That's my rating. How about your rating? 58.2. Sounds like you enjoyed it, so I think yeah. that's a good rating. I don't know if I need to explain this again, but... Nah, nah, don't explain it. Don't explain it. Okay. Don't explain if you, it. If, you, if you're wondering what that rating actually means, just go and listen to one of our previous episodes. Yeah, you, from now on, <laughs> we're never explaining it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll jump into spoilers. So, I'll talk about what I mentioned before. So, all the female members of the family having special abilities. So, I guess Nell's special ability is that she can still, after she dies, she can like still go into the normal world and do her shit. And she could like pass back into the past and everything. Yeah, so basically her ability is even when she was a kid, I think, she could phase between time. Or she like when she dreams she can go to like the future and stuff. And that's why she could see it. so the big thing with her is she keeps seeing this ghost called the bent bent neck lady and that was haunting her for like her whole life. And then you find out that it was the bent neck lady was actually her the whole time. So she dies by getting hung. And the bent neck lady is her, and she keeps seeing her throughout her life, haunting her. They don't show what happens to people after they get hanged as much. This was the first show or, like, movie I've seen where they show, yeah, your neck's going to break if you get hanged, and you, you're going to get a bent neck, yeah. Well, I guess it depends which angle you fall at, right? It's going to break either way. It's yeah, it'll break, break, backwards. break your neck, but I think she yeah. fell at an angle so that so her, sideways. Head was, yeah. her head was sideways. So that's why she was, yeah. like, bent... Because some people yeah. will just break their neck, but their head will still be straight, right? But it'll, be, it'll break backwards. Yeah. I think, yeah, like they really researched that for this yeah. show. Yeah, they, they probably used test dummies <laughs> or real people. Yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of dead people that they <laughs> threw off balconies. So apparently all the abilities that the three kids get, the three female members... The mum has all of them. The mum has... Because she has abilities She has well. a touch one, yeah. Yeah, so she has the touch one. She has the, the. I think she has the one how she can go between time as well. So Shirley's one, like you were asking. What's Shirley's one? So yeah. Shirley has the dream sleep. So her ability is the dream sleep and intuition. It's more explored when she's a, a child, but she talks in her sleep and she says stuff in her sleep. It's like very briefly explored in the first episode. So apparently that is one of her abilities. I, I can't remember it. That well, but yeah. Yeah, but she obviously got the worst of the... <laughs> she got the shit powers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's because she's the shittest character. <laughs> and Theo, like we said, she has the touch. She can touch people and... Theo joins the X-Men after this movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> she's going to be in the MCU. This is actually connected. <laughs> so yeah, that that's what they explain. So Olivia has... She calls herself sensitive and she kind of has... This is in the words of... Mike Flanagan, so he says, Olivia, being sensitive, as she puts it, kind of having a type of emotionality that is supernatural in the way she possesses it, and that she would have passed it down to her daughters, each of them having gotten a splinter of that from her. Theo gets touched, Shirley gets dream sleep, 
and the intuition, and Nell is able to look across time. So that's his explanation for it. Okay. Olivia being the mum. Olivia being the mum, yeah. Yeah, they don't say her name that often, but yeah, her name is Olivia. I think they call her Liv most of the time. So the other big thing in the show is this red room. They all try to sort of get into it. Well, it's mostly Shirley, Nell, and Hugh, the father, that try to get into try this get red, into room. red room. This was a twist I didn't see coming, although there was points during the show where they kind of hint at it continuously, but at the time I didn't realise. Yeah, so there's this... Did you notice the window? Uh, being the same in... In every one. So there's this rectangular, small, like, thin rectangular window, and it's the same in all of them. I just thought it was just the house architecture. Like, houses have the same windows. Yeah, yeah, so I thought it was just, like, another room in the house. But basically, it turns out that this red room that the family's been trying to get into for all the time that they were at the house, they actually were in it, and it was a different room for each of them. So for Steve, it was, like, his room where he plays Nintendo, and the Theo was the room where she practices dance. And for Shirley, it was the room where, I think they call it the family room, where she, like, looks at photos or books. something. Oh, yeah, fam. Yeah. No, no. For the mum, it's the book room. Yeah, for the mum, it's the reading room. And for Luke, it's his treehouse. Yeah, it's a treehouse for him. Although, he, what's the old? Steve also goes into the treehouse with Luke sometimes. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But didn't they realise that they're walking through a house and they're suddenly and in a then they house. somehow end up in a treehouse <laughs> they're all fucked it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah they're all a bit crazy especially uh the, the mum mom. yeah <laughs> yeah she's pretty crazy but yeah the, basically they shot the room from the same angle every time you see them in like the treehouse or um for now it was like her it was tea. a toy room yeah like where she has the tea parties or whatever tea party yeah oh and for luke it's a toy room sorry for luke it's his treehouse yeah Oh, a treehouse, yeah. And for Nell, it's the toy room, yeah. Yeah, the toy room, yeah. So basically, they show it from the same angle, and they only show the red room from another angle when they're actually in it in the final episode, uh, in, in episode 10. In the episode 10, yeah. So obviously, we're doing full spoilers here, so if you haven't I think seen... we did mention that. Yeah, but, I, I yeah. said spoilers, but I didn't give the disclaimer. Some people yeah, just yeah. don't get it. <laughs> so we're doing full spoilers, so if you haven't seen the show, definitely stop listening now. Well, as I was saying, yeah, it was, it was filmed from the same angle. So and it, only in the last episode, they show it from another angle. The different angle. And basically, every character except Hugh goes into that room. Yeah, yep. Except at the end where Hugh goes in. And the reason for that is also from director Mike Flanagan. So Hugh couldn't get, in, get into that room because he exerted physical force on the house when he was like he was basically fixing the house because he was doing all the physical stuff and the house it, it likes to take you a sense of security and comfort and he's good at like fixing stuff so it makes him feel pretty bad because he can't even open a door so it doesn't let him in because he and um, that's what it does for the other kids as well like it takes away their because it makes them see all these ghosts and stuff so they're never really secure in that house also do you do you get the parts when all the kids are like, oh, it's in the game room. And they're like, in the what? Yeah. And yeah. Like- yeah, there's another part when she's like, when Olivia's like, oh, I'm going to go to the reading room. And they're like, what reading room? But they all th- they all think they're just joking around. They're all like, oh, and she's just messing. Like even when, at the start when Steve's like, have you checked the treehouse? And then the mum's like, oh, he's just messing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's like, have you checked the treehouse? And she's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> 
We have a treehouse. <laughs> the in, the interesting part is when Theo is in that room, and then Shirley and Nella trying. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Get in. How did she get into that room? Like, there's only one door. So she must have come through that door, right? Yeah. So why was she surprised when someone was... Trying to get in, or like I think it's because they were like messing with the lock. I don't know. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pretty sure she would have come through that door. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the red. That was there anything else we need. To, uh, I was going to say something about the red room, but I forgot about the red room. Well, they all die in it, <laughs> except now and except the dad. Actually, none of them died in it, except for except for that little girl. <laughs> the random girl dies in it. Everyone else dies somewhere else. Yeah, everyone else dies somewhere else. Yeah. Basically, the mum goes crazy at one stage, and she yeah. kills... So, this is in episode nine, where... She holds a tea party. She Yeah, so basically, that episode all revolves around her, and that episode's all in the past as well. They don't switch to the, the present at any stage. Yeah, because the mum's dead in the present. So, basically, they talk about what happened to her, and she starts seeing these ghosts as well. She sees Poppy, Poppy Hill, who's a crazy lady, that William Hill... So, he was crazy as well because he went to a mental asylum and he meets her at the mental asylum and they fell in love and they got married and basically she was under the impression that to protect her children she had to kill them yeah yeah and basically she passes that that notion on to olivia as well because as there's one stage where olivia says she doesn't want nell and luke to grow up and she like wants to freeze time or something 
And then she starts getting all these. She sees Luke dead, older Luke dead, and she sees yeah, Mel because dead she can well. see through time. So she sees both of them, and then she starts going crazy, pretty much, and trying to kill them. Yeah, pretty much because she. And then she talks to Poppy, and then Poppy kind of says stuff that she's seeing as well. And then yeah, she makes tea out of rat poison, which is the key ingredient in tea. If you haven't tried it yet, it brings out the taste. <laughs> <laughs> The bad thing is you can only have it once, though. Yeah. So, Abigail, did you think she was a real person or a ghost? No, not until she died. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, shit, she's real. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought she was real at one point in the story when the um, Dudleys, so the Dudleys are workers that work at this house. They explain that they have a daughter. That was in the same episode, though. That's when I realized as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was in the same episode. She's like, I would never let my child come near this place. And that's why she's homeschooled and all of that. They, and Luke only ever sees it, like, at the edge of the property. So that sort of made sense. But, yeah, like, throughout the whole season, I thought it was just a ghost as well. But, yeah, she wasn't. Well, she is at the end. <laughs> yeah, she is. She becomes a ghost, yeah. Yeah, and that's why Luke sees her when they're leaving the house as well. Yep, yep. But yeah, there's heaps of ghosts. I'll explain some of the ghosts. So Bentneck Lady we've already talked about. And basically, Bentneck Lady is a good ghost because she yeah, helps good. them. And she like sends messages throughout the show as well, like after Nell dies. Because there's a part in the sixth episode when they're all like... Arguing. And yeah, there's there's a part where Steve and Hugh get into like an argument. And Steve was something like, oh, the wrong parent died or something. And then her coffin just falls. So she like sends a message. And then the part you were talking about, the jump scare, I'm pretty sure this is the one you're talking about, when Shirley and Theo are driving. Yeah. And they're like arguing. And then then she just comes out in between between. them. (laughs) Points the head between. Are we there yet? (laughs) (laughs) But I think the, what she was trying to do there was warn them not to go to Hill House, but they go anyway. Yeah, they go anyway. Yeah. I don't know why they go, though. Because they, they're told by Steve and Hugh not to go as well. Yeah, but they go anyway. Because they're rebels. Rebels without a cause. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, Nell's, Nell's death, or Nell's ghost, they, it brings them together as well. So before that, they're kind of all doing their own thing. And they're not, like, confronting their... Because they're still seeing stuff. And they're not really confronting it. They're kind of just trying to live with it rather than confronting their inner demons, I guess. Nell is basically Nick Fury. (laughs) (laughs) She brings together the Avengers. (laughs) Because after the first episode, you said, like, it's like the Avengers. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like this is the Avengers. (laughs) It's like the origin stories first, and then they they get into um, Avengers territory. But instead of having superpowers, they're all... uh, Got mental issues. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then there's Olivia's ghost, who's actually... So we see Olivia's ghost in two forms. There's the form that Hugh sees. No, I think it, that's, that's not an actual ghost. That's not an actual that's ghost. Yeah, that's imagination. just... Yeah, so that's just his coping mechanism. So he creates yeah. Olivia and he, like, talks to her. and But she... No one else sees her. So it's only him and... That's his own imagination that he puts out there. And then there's the actual ghost of Olivia, who's... Who's the creepy crawly lady. Yes, yeah. So yeah, she crawls creepy. around in Shirley's house at one stage. <laughs> yeah. And and she's also trying to get the kids to come to the house 
constantly. So she, Luke sees her with the hat, and like she opens her eyes and they're all white. If you remember that in his episode. Yep, yep. And that's when he's walking around barefoot in the middle of I think it's San Fran. Where does he live? Is it San Fran? It's uh, East Coast. Oh, it's East- oh no, it's Boston. I think. No, no, no. Actually, you're right. It's West Coast. He lives in uh, he lives in San Fran with Nell and Luke. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Shirley lives in Massachusetts, and Theo lives with Shirley. Who else sees her? I think does Theo see her at any stage? Theo and um, Theo and Hugh see her when she creepy crawls at Shirley's house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Nell sees her when she comes back to Hill House. Yeah, well, she's she the sees one everyone kinda... when she comes back yeah. to Hill House. Yeah, well, no one is real except her. Yeah, yeah, because you see in the first episode they show her dancing around by herself in this creepy old house yeah. um, with like no lights on or anything, and yeah, then you're like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Yeah, and then in her episode they explain what's happening. So she sees yeah. her dead husband. Who? So does he just die of natural causes? I guess so. I think he does. So he's just had a bad diet or something. <laughs> he did. He did get on the low carb diet early enough. <laughs> they say um, he died of an aneurysm or something. Aneurysm. Yeah. yeah. At first, I thought the bent neck lady killed him, but then Nell is the bent neck lady, so yeah. So he just dies. Cause, yeah. Yeah, and he's not even that uh, old. Because unfortunately, African American people have a lower. Life expectancy. Yeah, no life expectancy. It's actually uh it's actually a commentary on the the difference between white American and African American life expectancy. <laughs> yeah, that episode is. Yeah. That that episode specifically is. Yeah. Yeah, because he's he's not that much older than her. And she's so she was six when they were in Hill House, and it's twenty six years later, so she's like thirty two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty old. Yeah. Pretty old. <laughs> she doesn't look that old, though. She looks younger yeah, she than looks that. she looks like she's mid-twenties. Yeah. Luke looks like he's old. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's only because of the heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess no, he doesn't look that old. He looks like late-twenties, maybe. When he's in in the last episode, when you see him, like, clean-shaven and stuff, he looks... He looks... Yeah. Yeah, he looks... Late-twenties. Yeah, it looks, he looks all right, too. He looks not too bad. He looks like he's been yeah. hitting the gym a bit. But when he's on the heroin, that's when he looks real good. <laughs> yeah. And then he's got his friend who he sees as a ghost as well. So does she die? No. Oh, well, it's impl- It's not totally said, but she took takes the money and it's kind of implied that she OD'd. But like, maybe she's alive. It's not totally said. But yeah, she stuffs him up. Yeah, she does. And he sees her again. So in the final episode, they do this thing where... Everyone sees their, like, dream scenario, I guess. Not all of them, because Shirley definitely doesn't. <laughs> what does Shirley see? So Shirley sees that weird guy with the scotch. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy, that bloke. The bloke is always offering her a drink, and you're like, what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, 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 she sees she sees that. So, no, actually, what what happens is, doesn't everyone see what they fear the most or something? Yeah, I think so. Well... Steve sort of doesn't. So Steve goes, no, but he sees he sees her pregnant. But then his fear is that his child is going to be like a demon or something. Yeah, or like have have a... all the issues that his family has because he thinks it's genetic. So yeah, he sees that. Well, he sees he kind of sees that. 
It's weird because when they started that, they start that episode with Steve. And I actually thought that was real. In like the future. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was in the future. And he's actually writing about what happened in the past, which is what he's doing. But then he can't remember past a certain point in which he like walks into the Red Room. Because the Red Room opens for him, but it doesn't open for you. So he walks in, he sees Luke like dying. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he can't remember past that point. And then that's when you realize that, well, that's when he realizes that he hasn't actually left the house yet and he's still in the red room. And this is all a dream. And it's all—it's always Poppy. You know, Poppy, like she touches him and they go into the dream. Yeah, she's got she's got powers like, oh, it reminded me of someone who's got the sleeping powers. Oh, it's Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch in Age of Ultron. <laughs> Do you know when she comes up behind them and, like, she shows them all their dreams? Dreams. No, no, and then Mantis has, she can make you sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you combine Scarlet Witch and Mantis, that's, yeah. that's Poppy. That's Poppy, yeah. yeah. See, it is the Avengers. <laughs> Just a weird version. <laughs> and then there's, a, like, the last episode is just a series of dream sequences for half of it. So, and Luke has two. So he has the one where he sees Joey, his drug addict friend. Then he has another one where he's about to die, or he basically has died, and he's in the red room with little Nell and Abigail. And And they're uh, having a tea party. And they're having a tea party. And then Olivia's trying to convince him to stay. And then Nell's like, go. Yeah, yeah. Nell becomes big, and then she says... Yeah, so yeah. basically Nell saves them from all of those dreams. So yeah, Nell wakes them up. She's like the opposite of Poppy. She, yeah, she's the opposite of Poppy, yeah. So she wakes them up from this. So she wakes up Steve. So Shirley has this sequence about where she had an affair with this guy, or like just a one-night stand with the, this guy. The Scotch, the Scotch dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then she also sees herself dead. Like she sees her own funeral. Is she embalming herself or something? No, I think her husband, because her husband's there as well. And the guy that she... Oh, yeah, she's walking She's walking down the kind of aisle to see who's in the coffin. And yeah, it's her. Yeah. And yeah. it's her, yeah. And it's the yeah. guy, so it's her husband, and it's the guy that was at her mother's funeral. Yeah, that helped her walk down the aisle. Yeah, that helped her walk down the aisle. And then, like, from that moment on, she wants to do this as a living as well, remember? Yeah. Because she sees her mother, and she's, like, all, she looks like, what she did when she was alive. And she's like, oh, I think that's a great job. I'm going to do that. Let's do that. (laughs) And Theo. What does Theo say? Theo's with her partner. With her, yeah. Yeah, that she's kind of seeing throughout the series. Yeah, she's like on and off with her. But like what their partner says is quite interesting because she says stuff about William Hill. So basically the stuff she says about guilt and fear and how they made this man go mad. And he, like, bricked himself in a house so that he could escape it. And then he died in the house. So that's referring to William Hill. Yeah, the guy they find in the wall. Yeah, and that's the tall dude. Oh, the guy with the hat. Yeah, the guy with the hat. The guy with the hat that somehow always walks backwards. He never wants to walk forwards. He's always walking backwards. He sometimes walks forwards, doesn't he? Most of the time, it's backwards. Most of the time, he's facing away from the characters. But basically, it's implied. So there's a lot of sort of subtle hints at this. So he married Poppy and Poppy killed him. <laughs> no, Poppy killed it's implied that Poppy killed all their kids. Yeah. Because she was crazy. But it's implied that he had an affair as well. 
because there's a part where Poppy says, she's talking to Olivia and she's like, oh, William will really like you. Will will really like you or something. And there's a part with the Dudley, the the Horace, I think it's Horace, the, the guy Dudley, the, the one that works. Yeah. That one that helps Steve. And he has this monologue about his family and his mother, how she went crazy because she used to work at the house. Yeah. And then he'd hear her like walking out in the night and like giggling to herself and stuff. But it's implied that she was actually having an affair with Will. Oh, okay. Yep, and yep. Um, he might have been Will's son. Oh, okay. He yeah, might have yeah. been Will's like illegitimate son because he never talks about his father. He only talks about his mother. Yeah. And um, basically she dies as well because she used to go out at night and stuff. And that's why Will dies of guilt and fear because firstly he was guilty that he was having an affair and he was fearful that his actual wife would ever find out. But I think she did find she out. She already knew anyway. Yeah. So he like to escape from that he he bricks himself in the in the house. It's also implied that the reason he comes out so tall is that he was made to feel short because of all of this guilt and stuff that he was carrying. So he was feeling shorter and shorter, like metaphorically. I don't know how tall he actually was, but um that's why when he dies and he becomes a ghost, he's tall. They do say that in the show at some point. I think Poppy says it or something. They see Nell in the red room. So they all wake up in the red room. She says some stuff about... So she explains everything about the red room. She says some stuff about family. She, like, forgives all of them because they they, they were kind of... They're all dicks to her. Kind of, yeah. Like, Luke made her buy drugs for him. Yeah. Steve just, like, never picked up her phone calls and, like... She, like, turned up to one of his book readings and, like, she asked him questions and he just, like... He tells her to fuck off. Yeah. And Theo... Theo doesn't help her out. He doesn't, like, she comes over to, like, hang out with her and she just doesn't help her at all. And Shirley just never talked to her, so... Shirley's just a bit of a dick as well. The two oldest ones are just dicks. (laughs) Yeah, Shirley's just annoying because she's, like, a control freak. And she swears a lot, if you haven't noticed. Oh really? I didn't. I didn't notice that much, but I don't notice swearing that much unless it's very obvious. Yeah, I think her and Theo swear the most. Okay, Theo. <laughs> Theo's pretty funny. You know. You know when they're in the, the red episode room? where she gets drunk. Which one? Oh yeah, in the sixth episode. And then she tries to sit down. <laughs> she tries to sit down on the couch and she falls off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I found that part really funny. <laughs> <laughs> So that was the episode where they had a continuous shot. Yeah, it's like a circular shot around the character, around the dad while he has a monologue. Yeah. Well, the whole yeah. episode's continuous as well. Yeah, yeah, basically. There's probably cuts in there somewhere. Yeah, there's a there's a shot where he's like he walks in and he sees the children older and then the shot, the camera pans around him and then he sees them younger. Like he sees them all as kids and it's like all one take. But they've obviously edited it in a way that it looks like it's one. Kind of like Birdman. Yeah. Or like those scenes in Daredevil where they have the one take action scenes. Oh, yeah. Have you seen those? No. They're pretty good. <laughs> but I've heard yeah. about them. There's another movie that did it too. Avengers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Avengers. Yeah, this is basically Avengers. <laughs> it is Avengers. It's got all the makings of Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just those random ghosts that... 
people see. So there's the guy who fixes the clock. Oh yeah, who Steve sees. Yeah, yeah, Steve yeah. sees, and there's there's just ghosts in the background. I don't know if you noticed, but there's just random ghosts. I always see the bent neck lady in the background. Yeah, so in the sixth episode, you see her. Like, she's just standing sort of at the back. Yeah, she's just listening in, getting the wise words. There's actually ghosts, just random ghosts in the background. Yeah, I've, I've, I did spot them all in the show, but I saw an article on it later. But they're basically just in the background. I think the overall sort of message in the show is that you should confront your trauma or your inner demons. And, like, if you don't, you'll just keep you'll getting... Die. Yeah, you'll, you'll die. Yeah, you, Well, you keep getting haunted by them. Might not necessarily die, but, yeah, some two characters actually do die in this. Yeah. And one almost does die as well. But he tries to confront his demons, although he... I guess he wants to just burn them. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't work. So basically, the the house is like a living thing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it can fight back as well. I guess each one has lived in this house, so each each of them are like I guess scarred by this experience, and and they like all deal with it in different ways. So Luke take drugs, the best and way. Nell gets all depressed, and she that's why she eventually and she tries to like she tries basically every every method of getting over it. She like becomes religious, and she becomes. She gets on antidepressants. She she does a whole range of shit. I think she finally starts to get over it when she meets the guy she marries. Yeah, but then he dies and then, dude. It's, yeah. and then it's back to square one. Shirley's a control freak, so that's how she deals with it. She like wants to just take control of everything. Theo just doesn't care about anything. <laughs> she disconnects herself from yeah, everything. Yeah, she's just unemotional about everything. So she just she's just unwilling to feel any emotion. Even though she, when she touches people, she feels what they feel, so it's kind of a weird thing. But that's why she wears that's why she wears the gloves, so that she never has to feel anyone's emotions. And then Steve is basically he just rubbishes everything that happened, so he's just unwilling to accept the truth. Yeah, Steve is just a bit of a dick. <laughs> no, well, you're right. He just uh, doesn't. He tries to explain everything and have a reason for everything. And he also writes a book that isn't completely true. He writes a couple of books. And they, they also say that the Red Room is like the stomach and it eats people that live in the house. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. they kind of say that. And like the the father also says, uh, it's we're like an unfinished meal to the house and that's why it wants us to come back so it can finish us off. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of sort of subtle metaphors and stuff throughout the throughout the show. Oh, and there's also that thing about the witness marks. I don't know if you remember that. So that's when uh, the marks that show when repairs are done on an antique clock. There's even an episode on it. Like the episode's called Witness Marks. And the metaphor is the house is like an antique clock and Hugh and Olivia came there to fix it. So they've left marks and the marks are the people that die in the house. Fair enough. Which is three of them. Yeah. Well, Abigail included. Yeah. Uh, She's not part of the family. Well, then it's only two of them. <laughs> well, actually, no, it is three of them because Hugh dies. I, I don't get how he dies, though. He o- overdoses on the pills, doesn't he? Oh, does he? Is that what, is that how he dies? Yeah, I think he overdoses on the pills. Oh, okay, fair enough. I thought, because you see, don't you see blood? Or is that, is that just my imagination? <laughs> I don't think so. You see the open pill bottle next to him. But they all die near that staircase. They do, yeah. Two of them jump off it and one of them dies. 
next to it. Like we said, the the ending's all happy, so Shirley reconciles with her husband. Luke is clean. I think it's like two years clean or something. Yeah. By the end yep. of it. Uh Lee, Steve's wife, is pregnant and Theo is I takes guess, off the gloves. She takes off the gloves and she's in a relationship with her partner. With the on and off partner that she sees throughout it. Yeah. And the house takes Hugh and makes a deal with so he makes a deal with Olivia saying that Hugh will basically stay if she lets the kids out because she was the only one that could open the door to the red room. So he dies and stays in the house. And also the Dudley's daughter stays in the house. Yeah, well, she she was always in the house. And then the Dudleys, at the very end, the Dudleys are like, that was a bit funny because the makeup was a bit weird because it was just the same people, but they're all, they're just white hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like a white, white beard, white hair. But yeah, they come back and they die in the house as well at the end. It's funny because the mum's dying and the guy brings it, brings her into the house. He's to basically make sure that she dies in the house. It, like, carries her through the forest. Carries her through the forest to make sure she dies in the house. But basically, the ending... So, what happened is is what actually happened. So, they are all happy and celebrating and everything's fine, like a Christmas movie. But Mike Flanagan actually wanted to do a another ending. So, the original ending was the same thing, the same scene, but in the back you see the rectangular window. Oh, okay. So they're all still in the red room. Yeah, and it was all a dream. Like this is all a dream sequence. So it's they're all they're all actually in the red room. That was the original. Um, that's what they wanted to do, but they thought it would be too depressing, so they didn't do it. It's it's more like a Christmas movie now. <laughs> yeah, it's like an Avengers Christmas movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a mixture of both of those together. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good show. There's a lot of subtleties to it as well which is what i like it's a bit like avengers <laughs> yeah it's a bit it's also a bit like a chris nolan movie because there's a lot of stuff like inception there's a lot of subtle stuff in it which yeah. you can read into as well yeah yeah i really enjoyed it good show yeah good stuff so who who was the worst sibling and who was the best sibling shirley's the worst yeah i would say shirley's the worst Theo's the best. Theo, I'd probably say... Theo's basically rogue, so... If Luke wasn't a drug addict, he's not actually a bad guy. I would say Nell, Nell was probably the best sibling. Nell was the best, but she dies. Nell's actually the best sibling out of all of them, but she's the one that dies. Like, that's the irony of it. Like, everyone else is like, shit, they're all shit people. Like, even in that sixth episode where the dad's like, she never asked for anything herself, it always be for what you guys wanted and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. So she was like a genuinely good person. Yeah, I think she was genuinely good, whereas, yeah, the rest of them were all flawed in, in one The rest way of them were all shit, yeah. And, yeah, but she's the one that dies. <laughs> so the first episode's about Steve, and the second one's about Shirley. The third one's Theo. Fourth one is Luke, then Nell. Then the sixth then one the funeral is, episode, which is the continuous shot one. The seventh one is about the dad, pretty much, and the eighth one is when stuff starts to go down. Yeah, uh, yep. both in the past and the present, because you in the, I think it's at the end of the eighth one you see her in the red room, or that you see Hugh running into the red room at the very end, and the doors open, which is when he's running in and he sees. Yeah, the tea party. Yeah, he sees yeah. the tea parties. But they don't show the tea party part. They just show him running into the room. And then the ninth one is all about the, the mom. Yeah, and the tenth one's the finish. And the tenth one's the, the finale. So, yeah, it's pretty well paced, apart from some parts. I, I thought Shirley's episode was a bit slow. 
I didn't mind it. It was okay. But it's also the one that's probably that has the most scares, depending on what you get scared of. But I think that one, because it has the part where I think it's Nell walks into Shirley's room and then they hear sounds on the walls. Oh, yeah, the banging stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't, yep, do yep. they explain what that was? Uh, it's No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the part with the dead kittens and stuff as well. Actually, do they explain it as the it's the dad doing work in the middle of the night? Yeah, I, don't no, know. I think they I explain don't know. it as the pipes or something. No, that's what the dad explains it as, but that's not what it actually is. I'm not sure. It's probably explained somewhere. We just forgot. It's been a while since I've seen this. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I saw that episode as well. But yeah, in terms of the most scares, I think that one and maybe the second last one. The one with the mum, yeah. yeah. The one with the mum has a few scares. But overall, it's not that scary. I think most no, people not. would be able to watch it. I had a bucket ready, but I didn't have to use it. Yeah. It was miles better than The Nun. Oh, yeah. In terms true. of scares as well. Yeah. But The Nun was, in in fairness to The Nun, The Nun was funnier. <laughs> it definitely was funnier, yeah. Yeah, it was funnier. There, there isn't much comedy in this one. Oh, the part where I actually laughed was where they're all in the red room in the last episode. And then Steve and Theo are trying to open the door. And then Theo's like, all our lives we've been trying to get into the room and now we can't get out. Yeah, that's like ironic. But yeah, it's, I laugh at the, all the stupid parts. Like there's the part when she like tries to sit down on the chair and she falls off. That part's funny. And there's actually lots of funny parts in that episode where they all get drunk. Yeah, they're, they're pretty much all drunk in that episode. Yeah. And they're all just blaming each other about being drunk, and it's pretty funny. Yeah, sure. It's like, you're drunk. You're drunk. And then it always turns back to Theo being drunk, and Theo's just in the background like, wait, what? It's like, she wasn't even saying anything. Yeah. She says, like, one thing. It's like, you're drunk. Just shut up. you're drunk. (laughs) So, season two, Mike Flanagan said that in terms of what he thought of the story, this was it. So, he hasn't planned for a season two. And that kind of makes sense because it doesn't really look like it's kind of ended in a it way. It doesn't that, really need a season two. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really need it. So I'd be happy with just this. But I can see Netflix because this is probably the most popular show of this year on Netflix. So they would probably want a season two just because they'll get the views, even if it's not good. They'll probably want one. But I don't know how they would do it. It'd have to be different characters. So maybe like another family decides to move in there for some reason and Oh, yeah. But that would just be same the same thing. So it, it wouldn't be any good. So I'm happy with just this. But they'll probably make one. But we'll see what happens. It it, it was a pretty close close and shut season though. There wasn't much else going on with it. Like there's no like end credit scene or something. Unless they do the origin story. Yeah, they could do that. Yeah. yeah. So they do the actual hills in the yeah, house. Yeah, the hill yeah. house original. That might be okay. If they did a... Or like, uh, rather than a sequel, I'd prefer a prequel. Yeah. So I guess that's it for Haunting of the Hill House. We both recommend it. Yeah, it's good. So let's jump into some news quickly. Did you have anything? Uh, not really. I didn't have much. (laughs) Um, The only thing I had was the Avengers 4 trailer is going to be out very soon. So Yeah, pretty soon. Before the end of the year. So Kevin Feige said before the end of the year. So it's going to be either end of this month or early next month. So end of November or early December. Yeah. And we're going to get it. And the speculation is that it's called 
Avengers Annihilation. Annihilation's actually a character in Marvel Universe, so it might imply that he's in it. Maybe. And the Russo brothers actually specifically said that it's not based off a comic, but there is a comic called Avengers Annihilation, so it might not actually be called that. But they could have lied. Yeah. Yeah, they could have, as they do. I did watch... uh, I'm still keeping up with Titans. Oh, yes. Give us a Titans update. Titans update. So I've seen four episodes now. Do you know how they're making a Doom Patrol TV show as well? Yes, I heard about it, yeah. Yeah, so there was like a backdoor pilot for the Doom Patrol in the last episode I saw. It was okay. It wasn't It wasn't great. So how is it so far? Is it worth a watch or...? It's been a bit boring, to be honest. Okay. I've, I found it a bit boring for the last couple of episodes. The first two were good. Third one was boring. And the fourth one, even though it had the Doom Patrol in it, it was a bit boring. But it was okay. It's still... It's it's still worth a watch, depending on where it goes from here. I think the next episode is where they join together and become the Teen Titans. Oh, sorry, the Titans. Oh, so they still haven't joined up yet? No, no. They, they just joined up at the end of this episode. Oh, okay. The other thing was, they've cast the girl from 13 Reasons Why in Avengers 4. Yeah, and everyone thinks she's Hawkeye's daughter. Daughter? Or like yeah. he's the next Hawkeye. Yeah, I mean, that's all they said about it. They haven't said who she's playing or anything, but yeah. I'm trying to stay away from the Avengers for spoilers as much as I can, but it's a bit... Yeah, that's a dog. Yeah, I can, I can hear yeah. him now. He wants to get in. <laughs> Is he outside at the moment? He's outside my room. He wants to get into my room. Oh, okay. He's like, what are you talking about? Who are you talking to? He likes to be involved. <laughs> I'll let him in soon. Well, we're almost done here. So, I don't think there was much other news. Apparently, early reactions of Fantastic Beasts are out. I don't know if they're positive or negative. I I, I do want a good Harry Potter movie, though, so... Like, I want it to be good, but I just have a feeling it's not going to be that good. It's it's the Johnny Depp factor that could ruin it, yeah. No, I do want it to be good, but it's just that it's... It just feels like too much of a cash grab, so... Yeah. I'm just cautious about it, but... Yeah, like it's the story's there. Like they can make a good movie on it. So I'm hoping it's it's good. Whereas our previous guest, Kiridi, was he really doesn't want to watch he it. Hated it. Yeah. yeah. If if people want to contact us, they can contact us on Twitter, email, or Instagram. And what are our handles for each of those? Uh, so Twitter's at C Recalibration, Instagrams and Facebooks Cognitive Recalibration, and what's the other one? Email. Emails cognitive recalibration podcast at gmail.com. Oh, and I just wanted to say we've previously said that we'd do some reviews that we actually never did. So I think we did say we were going to do a Predator review. I did watch Predator. Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch it, but you did watch it and you said it wasn't very good. It was pretty shit. Not worth reviewing. <laughs> it's not, it's not really bad, but it's, it's not good. Yeah. So I guess that's our review of it. So it's not yeah, very good. So that's a, that's the a review for Predator guys. <laughs> yeah. And we did also say we'd do a review of Christopher Robin, which I did watch, and it is pretty good. Uh, in my ratings, I would say uh, watch it on your streaming service when it comes out because it's it's decent. It's a good it's a good kids movie, but I would still say the best movie with a, a like a friendly bear is Paddington. It's the Revenant. <laughs> Simply, well he's not friendly <laughs> yeah um, what what did you say it was paddington paddington okay yeah, yeah, yeah. it's paddington's probably still better 
close second Revenant. Yeah, Paddington 2 is probably still the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> the best movie I've ever seen is Spy Kids 4, the one with Jessica Alba. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so we're all we're on all podcasting platforms now, so you can find us on any of those. I also wanted to mention that we are getting our copy of Batman the Animated Series on Blu-ray, the limited edition. So I'll put some pictures of that on our Facebook and Instagram pages when we get it. Cool. Yeah. We'll also put something up on our uh, Christmas sweaters as well when we get those. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're pretty cool. You can see Charles with his summer bod. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Summer bod knocking out those Christmas sweaters So I guess that's it for this week Hopefully you enjoyed our review of Haunting of Hill House We've made it till the end, we're not dead yet Yeah, but let's see how this recording turns out If it cuts out in the middle, then you know why <laughs> Yeah, hopefully it's all good Hopefully you've heard us till this point And uh, we'll see you next week for another episode of Cognitive Recalibration See ya See ya Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.